listeners. I must apologize for last week and involving the delay, but as you can see, I've been busy gathering information about our dear companions, heroes, uh, protags, eh, not sure. See, it's quite hard that a Mr. Creepy fellow, you know, he makes it a tough job for me to track him down. So much so that I have no clue what Elias is up to. Genuinely, I don't. I've dug around the city with my uh, omnipresence, and I can tell you right now, I've got nothing on the guy. Man's an enigma, that one. But a lot went down over the course of a month, and I would like to share with you the findings I have gathered. These may be important in the not-too-distant future. We will start with our dear Dr. Haraway, who has developed a keen fascination with Grace. You know, Edgar's neighbor. It's a interesting party she attends. Abandoned warehouse. Drugs. Sex, cuddle puddles, uh, whatever. Not really my kind of thing. But the Doc developed this fascination with Grace. Strange inkling that she may be a kindred spirit of some kind. Quite the interesting figure Grace is. Talk to the moon. Talk to the moon. She still hasn't talked to the moon yet. Whatever the hell that means. Goes nowhere. For now. Meanwhile, Natasha and Vitya begin training. Vitya being more of the father figure Natasha never had, Vitya proceeds to spar with Natasha to give, since the two know how to fight. But Vitya holds back, and Natasha proceeds to get hurt. Vitya wants to bond. Natasha does not. This leads to a spat between the two. One that is very, very aggressive and will need to be resolved. Meanwhile, Edgar goes out and does a couple of jobs for that reporter. Good old Wisp. But this is not to last for long. Eventually he comes back, beginning to work on his next major job only to discover that that Natasha is currently in a state of mind. Bit of a funk after the events of with Vitya. Edgar tries to figure out what's wrong, but alas, Natasha is very much a closed book at this time. He tries his darndest to say that well, Edgar tries to apologize. It's difficult for him. But he realizes that Natasha does not want a father, at least not right now. So, Natasha, while being good at the violence, being good at the defense, isn't good at the information gathering. Edgar is a little bit better at that. So Edgar and Natasha strike a deal. An official hierarchy. A structure, if you will. 
Edgar would basically be a commanding officer, a little bit of that structure that Natasha was used to back when she was a child soldier in Russia. Edgar hopes to ease off of this, but for Natasha, this is a bit of a return to normalcy. Edgar learns at the end of this conversation that Natasha's mother died in Moscow 15 years ago. Very personal story for him. It's at this point the doc shows up and gives him a tap on the shoulder, asking for a talk as soon as Natasha leaves. The two go out for a drive for a while, but we will come back to them later. Vitya and Natasha have another spar. More training. Vitya and Natasha, after a long, thrilling match, Vitya wins the fight. Or at least so it looked. You see, Natasha won the match. She knocked him down. But Vitya won the battle. Vitya bonded. Natasha began to open up a little bit these days. And Natasha started to begin to trust. As Edgar and, and the Doc go out on the town, driving about, the Doc expresses frustration with Natasha. Pure vitriolic anger. She feels as if if she wasn't there, the world would be easier. But meanwhile, Edgar is pondering over theories and ideas. The two begin to talk about their previous traumas, begin to discuss the world they once knew. Eventually they come to realize that for, for the doc, for Dr. Haraway, well, the only thing they have, that she has, is her sense of direction. She needs that autonomy. She needs that sense. Meanwhile, Edgar slowly learns that maybe he isn't as bad as he portrays himself to be. But for whatever reason, Dr. Haraway continues to steal his clothes. I will not understand this, and if anybody has any explanation as to why, uh, please email me. Now, there are a few other side stories that are worth mentioning. Should be noted, Vitya, over the course of the month, does a couple of uh, jobs, odds and ends, repair work. Oddly enough, he goes into maintenance a little bit there. Not necessarily car repair, which is a bit strange. But the most interesting thing is a job Edgar took up. See, working for Wisp, he learned something about IMI, you know, Ferro Mine Incorpor Incorporated. See, recently they hired a linguist. And he's been studying Avestin, this linguist. So his master's was on. Edgar's question is simple. Why the hell would they need a, you know, somebody who's an expert in like Zoro in the Zoroastrian languages? And why would that script be in Pennsylvania of all places? His bet is that they may have an artifact, something very important. 
Edgar's willing to look deeper into this, but for a small price. He needs to know about his old ally. Jeffrey. The traitor. The old friend. That's the state of the world, one month after the events of Chapter 1, and I will see you for the first episode of Chapter 2, Episode 8 of Centralia, The Rise of Lazarus, Who Watches the Watchers. Oh boy, we got a big one coming up indeed. You didn't think vampires were the only thing you had to worry about, did you, my, my dear listeners? We got more of these things coming. Just wait and see. As always, I am your humble servant, Vitus Varnus. I will see you next time.